Welcome to episode 36 of Cartel Conversations, the podcast of the Micromodel Railroad Cartel and the Micromodel Railway Dispatch Easing. Joining me tonight is Dispatch Editor Ian Holmes. Wow, what a great issue of the Dispatch, Ian. Oh, um, ah, well, thanks, Tom, but uh, you should be thanking the contributors, uh, not me. You know, it's uh, it's their content that's inspiring. You, you know, because like, when you spend days eyeballs deep in assembling things like the dispatch you become immune to the content in fact and the magazine is all put together i i don't see it as a whole in that excited inspired way that you do i just does that make sense yeah it does because I, I do the very same thing with the podcast so after <laughs> editing and everything it's just kind of like uh sometimes i don't want to go back and listen to the final thing because i think well if it sounds good to Ian. I'm not going to worry about it. So <laughs> after editing it, you know, I pretty much know it forwards and backwards at that point. Yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah, yeah. Because that's, like, that's why I appreciate uh, proofreaders, you know, because uh, after a while, you know, like I say, I become immune to it. I become immune to everything, the content, the spelling and grammar mistakes, you know. And so, so your feedback, Vance's feedback, reader feedback, it's all welcome. You know, that's that way I know what I'm doing right and what I'm doing wrong. So far, issue eight's got to be my all-time favorite. I'm not taking anything away from any of the past issues, but issue eight, uh, it's really got me fired up. It was a much-needed boost of inspiration. I'd been stuck in a bit of a doldrum. It's been about two months. Lately, uh, I've been kind of on fire with working on model railroad stuff, so uh, the spark is back. Uh And that's a big thanks to um, all the contributors for issue eight. Uh Good to hear. Good to hear. Well, do you have any project updates? I know you've been busy editing, uh, but did you get a chance to work on any projects over this past month? Uh, Yeah, well, as you know, uh, we'll probably talk about this later, but uh, Mark Fielder's NN3 pizza layout featured in the uh, latest dispatch, and uh, that has always been a favorite layout of mine, you know, and I was looking into uh, seeing how feasible modeling in that scale was, you know, because Mark's pizza layout, it was built in like 1995, so that even predates Carl's website, you know, it's like I said in the article in in the dispatch, it's probably the first pizza layout, you know, and uh, micro narrow gauge scales like NN3 have always seemed to me to be the work of like super modelers with like uh, watchmakers tools and such like, you know, when I first saw that layout, you know, I had few tools other than a a scalpel and a steel rule, you know, now of course my, uh, Tool collection is a lot larger and uh, and a lot better, of course. But, uh, yeah, I thought that as, uh, as you know, I've got a lot of that Bush Feldbarn equipment. And I thought that the uh, locomotive chassis, they're so simple to build over. You know, I, I don't know if you've seen one, Tom, but under the, the bodies, the motor and chassis, it's, it's all enclosed in a square plastic housing. You know, so it easy to scratch build a body over you know and i thought that might uh, open up new avenues for narrow gauge modeling for me yeah you know, i wanted to see if it would work for me and then of course i realized that the 6.5 millimeter track gauge of the bush system and z scale that scales up to uh two foot six or 750 millimeters in tt120 and so i started calling this scale tt120 n30 but the official European term is TTE. 
but in my contrary English way, I prefer TT120N30 because it's like TT scale. I just throw the 120 in there because TT120 is a happening thing right now with the Hornby stuff. N for narrow gauge and 30, 30 inches, 2 foot 6 inch gauge. So I thought, yeah, TT120N30 because 2 foot 6 happens to be the track gauge of the Alford and Sutton tramway. And that's an English steam tramway that ran from 1884 to 1889, close to where I was born and raised in fact, my journey to school on the bus uh, followed the route of the tramway exactly. And uh, an aunt and uncle of mine lived in an old building that was listed on the timetables as a stop on the line. So that railway line has, has always been very dear to me. I picked up my copy of George Dow's book on the railway and examined the photographs and started to do drawings of the stock to suit TT scale. Yeah, and I have quite a lot of fun testing my skills in like TTE. You know, it's, it's very hard on the eyes, of course, to work that small all the time, even if you do use a binocular magnifier. So don't forget, you know, I'm still considering an extension from a challenge layout too, just to balance things out. Well, that sounds interesting. Yeah, I was familiar with your bush equipment. I think you had um, another little micro you were working on before with that, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Have something yeah. that you had put together. Yeah, so I was familiar with that. And of course, I know you've been posting some things on Facebook with some uh, scratch building you're doing for your uh, your locals and that. So it looks really good. I said earlier, I'm back in the modeling groove. And of course, I've been working on my uh, GN15 layout. I talked about that in our last episode. And I've actually finished coloring the rock faces and I've been applying dirt to scenery base. And I'm also trying out some different vegetation arrangements with different materials. I don't have anything affixed in place yet. Just trying it out first and then some of the bushes and things like that I'll glue down when I decide that looks good and then I'll apply some static grass and grass tufts and other kinds of vegetation to the scenery base and everything else that goes with it. I do need to devote some time to detailing and painting my little uh, kit bash tram loco and wagons. It's uh, just a little generic thing. It's not following any particular prototype. My engineer still is missing an arm so I need to glue that on and mm-hmm. I need to uh, paint it and uh, you know weather that up and then I also need to uh, pick up some additional figures for the layout and just other little you know scenery details. I have to say it's coming along nicely and uh, hey it only took seven years to get to this point. I cannot believe it's been almost seven years since I started this. It's been sitting out in a garage for at least two years getting close to three years and, you know, I brought it in and I had a, a few little insect critters I needed to, <laughs> to, that had died on it. So I had to get those off and all. But amazingly, it's a half inch foam core base. And then I have uh, fascia boards that I put around it with the uh, foam core board, the five millimeter foam core board and had plaster cloth and some other things on it. Surprisingly, it has held up quite well in an un air conditioned and heated garage doing real well so it's pretty sturdy but it weighs a ton because uh-huh. i put so much plaster and patching plaster for my rock carvings it's getting up to close to about 10 pounds <laughs> to lift oh. this thing. so it's pretty heavy so it's, uh, it's coming along excellent yeah i'm looking forward to uh, finally seeing that one finished for you because yeah i remember talk of this layout many moons ago i didn't realize it was like as many as seven years ago but uh wow i often find that uh st- 
storing something away in a garage. I do this quite a lot with a lot of my baseboards when I am uh, experimenting with new materials. You know, I'll build a baseboard and for some reason I'll forget about it and it'll end up in the garage where it's like 100 degrees in the summer and like minus 30 in the winter. You know, and after a few years you get it out and if the baseboard is still square and level and flat, you know, you're on to a winner with that baseboard construction method. Let's talk about the uh, elephant in the room, the the dispatch then. You start, Tom, because you're, you're the one who's so fired up. I mean, what fired you up the most? I mean, what was your favourite? I mean, I'll let you into a little secret. My favourite invariably ends up on the front cover. Well, that is a tough choice. Les Coleman's box file layout, it's excellent. There's a track level photo on page 43 that really caught my eye when I was uh, proofreading and I spotted that angle of that picture. For a second, it just looked like the real deal. I just was like, wow, that was really cool. But then there's the Up Beach Key Pub on page 56 by Martin Mullender is another favorite of mine. Oh, man, that's just marvelous. That just blew me away as well. Mm. And that pub, it made me want to go grab a pint. I don't even drink. So... <laughs> But it just looked like an old English pub, and I thought, that is really, really cool. So that one really motivated me. And then, of course, your piece on the New Orleans Water and Sewer Railroad, that was a great railroad you can model article. It was just loaded with lots of interesting reference material. And I could go on and on about the other submissions as well. They were all excellent. But I think it would be best if our listeners go ahead and download Issue 8 and find out for themselves. Definitely my favorite issues, as I said before, so far. Yeah, the uh, New Orleans Water and Sewage Board line, that 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 came like a bolt out of the blue. You know, a couple of photos appeared on a railroad group on Facebook one day, and that just set me off on an incredible journey researching it. Uh, been looking into it since before Christmas, I think, you know, and uh, it's been quite the uh, journey of discovery. But yeah, to be honest, you know, considering the really unusual subject matter, there really isn't a lot of information out there. I mean, there can't be more than two dozen photographs of the line on the Internet. You know, one day I found a couple of snapshots on Reddit. You know, I don't even go on Reddit, you know, but someone was complaining on there about being stuck behind a train. And it was a person that lived in the area, but he didn't know about the railroad line, you know, and I think... That's part of the problem for research material. You know, traffic down there is like so infrequent these days that it it must be difficult to know when the traffic runs down Eagle Street. Still, I really have amassed so much research material on the line. Yeah, I really should do something about it, you know. I mean, I even keep an eye out for properties for sale on Eagle Street. Not because we plan on moving down there, no, but because... Realtor websites are a great resource for a layout like this. I mean, I've made a few drawings of properties that line the street. Yeah, I think somewhere like a, a Realtor website is like a pretty underrated resource. Often you get a floor plan and sometimes the floor plan will have like dimensions. So it's like you don't even have to guess mm-hmm. anything off Google Earth or or anywhere. You know, it's so it's uh, yeah, it's uh, I think it's a, a very underrated resource. Yes. But yeah, you talk about Les Coleman's Eureka Industries 
laid out. Yeah, I mean, that grabbed me too, yeah, because, oh, well, obviously, I mean, I put it on the front covers. It really was one that uh, that got to me. I mean, I, I know that people do upscale and downscale John Whiffen's excellent scale scenes kits, but this was the first time I'd seen the whole box file layout upscaled. Yeah, and it worked really well really really well outstanding realism but then again you know i think that's also seven millimeter scale for you you know there's that extra heft that extra size you know and i think that's something that o scale really has over the smaller scales so but incidentally you know just before the magazine deadline i received details of another O scale micro using the same kit as a basis. Oh, wow. And even though it's the same kit, it's a very different looking layout. So hopefully you'll see that one in the next issue. Oh, excellent. That's great. The Micro Model Railway Dispatch is the journal for those interested in the designing, building and operating of micro model railway layouts. Released four times a year and full of inspirational layouts and articles, it's your gateway to the world of micro layouts. The dispatch is free and available for download from micromodelrailwaydispatch.com. There you can download the current and all back issues. You can also show your appreciation and support for the magazine's future through buymeacoffee.com. In addition, you can be placed on the mailing list to access the magazine early by contacting the editor at mmrdeditor at gmail.com. Our annual Christmas Micro Layout Challenge is well underway, and details, of course, are posted on the Micro Model Railroad Cartel Facebook group. On Facebook, you'll find that under the Featured section at the top of the page. If you're not a Facebook user and would like information on the contest, you can also find that at the Micromodel Railroad Cartel blog page. You can find that at mmrrc.blogspot.com. It's also included in the spring issue of the Dispatch. If you downloaded that, you can find that there as well. If you haven't, uh, all you got to do is go to Ian. What's the address for the Dispatch magazine? micromodelrailwaydispatch.com Go there and download issue 8 and you can find out all that information. Going into this year's challenge I did have an idea for something in N-Scale. A couple of different ideas for something in N-Scale. But I also have a recent acquisition. A couple of GN15 skips uh, that were given to me. Uh, That's also another idea I'm thinking about. And uh, I just have to say thanks Ian. I do (laughs) appreciate that. And so that's uh, gears me up for something new. I'm looking forward to having something with continuous running yeah. because my uh, my hall station was just, you know, about 32 inches and, you know, a passenger train going from one end to the other, eh, it goes pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Know what you mean. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've been, well, as you know, I was doing all that work, messing around with NN3 and uh, TTE we're doing a lot of proof of concept modeling, you know, to see how feasible the idea would be to produce a pizza layout in in that scale. You know, like I say, I mean, like I mentioned, uh, the the uh, the Alford and Sutton steam tramway is uh, 
dear, dear subject to me, and uh, I wondered if I might be able to do a a pizza layout for that in TTE for the uh, for the Christmas challenge. Yeah, that sounds interesting. And just want to let everybody know as well that uh, you know if you're kicking around some ideas and you you've drawn up a few uh, diagrams or some track plans or just some things you want to post, feel free to post that on the Facebook group. Uh, we'd love to see what people are doing, even concepts. Uh, I think that's a, a good way to inspire creativity. And uh, uh, I know sometimes we get kind of in those long spells where you don't see anything. And then all of a sudden we'll have a flood of posts and then it stops again. And, you know, it's a long way off. If you're like me, I have a tendency to think, oh, well, it's only end of March. You know, I have till November 30th. Uh, I've got plenty of time. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, it's September and you're thinking, oh, I still got plenty of time. And then it turns around. It's like Thanksgiving and mid-November towards the tail end of November. And you realize I only got about 10 days to get something done. <laughs> Hopefully people will uh, start a little earlier. But again, you got plenty of time. So no rush. All right. Anything else for this evening? Um, well, start sending in your submissions for the summer issue of the dispatch no let's see if we can make the the summer issue as good as the spring one uh, you know the address to uh, send your stuff to it's m m r d editor at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments we'd love to hear from you you can contact us at one of the following you can email the show at microcartel at aol.com You can also leave a comment at the podcast blog page, and you can find that at microcartel.blogspot.com. If you use Facebook, be sure to join the Cartel Facebook group. Just search for the Micro Model Railroad Cartel. It is a private group, so you will have to join before viewing the group content. Please be sure to answer all three questions from Ian and myself. Thank you for listening. 